Welcome back to another episode of Based News Network. We were not on last week. We did not release an episode last week because we were busy celebrating the best holiday in the world, Thanksgiving, which is truly an epic day where we all celebrate peace and love and the universe. And uh, socialism. And socialism. And so we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we had a good time. We were together. Um, we spent Thanksgiving together. We were partying all night. Yep. Sophie, what's the origin of Thanksgiving? Are you asking me actually? Yeah. I, do, I mean, I don't really know the true origin. I know what like I was taught in elementary school. I would I never paid attention in elementary school. So <laughs> I mean I think it's like like they the lore is that like na- the native americans and like some settlers like shared a meal together and like it's like a time for solidarity and whatever but I don't think that's actually what happened. I mean I would I mm. would not yeah. So it sounds like you're a conspiracy theorist who doesn't believe what you were taught in school. Maybe so. There's there needs to be a little bit of conspiracy in everyone's lives, just like a healthy amount. I you don't mean actually like, know. You mean like the Never mind. I was gonna tie that to the, the Kanye West stuff we're gonna be, we're gonna talk oh, about. Oh, <laughs> speaking of conspiracy theories. Yeah, but this these, Kanye has bad con- conspiracies, and we have good conspiracies. Exactly. So yes, um, Thanksgiving is a, a socialist epic holiday with a history of uh, the the socialist origins of America when the Pilgrims came to America and the Native Americans got together, and it was a very socialist epic thing. And Kanye West has nothing to do with that, but we do. We're going to talk more about Kanye West because I remember we talked. We've talked about him maybe two episodes in a row now. I don't know, but every time we're we like, have can we, to. Can, it we're just like, keeps, the news keeps getting more insane and yeah. more insane. So and this time, and this time it's actually like, I mean, I guess every time it's been crazy, but this time I feel like it's having like really dramatic effects on American politics and society. Like, I feel like before it was like, the first time he did it, it was like, okay, this is funny celebrity gossip that's really depressing, but it's gossip. The second time was like, okay, this is getting freaky. And the third time now it's like, he's literally meeting with Donald Trump, the former president. With Nick Fuentes, right? With Nick Fuentes, yeah. This is gonna have a, this is gonna have an impact on like 2024 um like politics to like, me it's not looking good for trump no it's not it's not you know there was already like speculation that because ron DeSantis did so good in the midterms and a lot of the trump endorsed candidates did poorly that ron DeSantis has a good shot and um you know i i can't imagine that trump having a dinner with two holocaust deniers who support hitler um, is going to help, even though tr- oh, there's a lot great of tr- look. Yeah, not a great look. Even if there's a lot of Trump supporters that maybe are open to those kinds of people, truthfully, I'm you know, sh- if I'm sh- there are a lot of Jewish conservatives out there. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a lot of like pro-Israel Jews who support Trump because Trump is like, I mean, the American government is like pro-Israel. That's like not a surprise, but yeah. So, so just. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's alienating a lot of Jews who may have voted for Trump. Yeah, so I'm reading conflicting reports on the Trump, Kanye, Nick Fuentes dinner. One thing I read from some sources was that Trump had Kanye over to like try to like help Kanye out because Kanye's a good friend and wants to help Kanye with his mental health. And, like, get him, like, back on track of, like, not being insane. But Kanye brought Nick Fuentes without Trump knowing. And it was just like, a, oh, my goodness, you brought this crazy guy, this crazy, you know, alt-right Hitler guy with you when I didn't invite him. Um, which honestly sounds believable because, like, I feel like Trump hanging out with Nick Fuentes is, like, such a dumb idea for Trump that even he would, like not be cool with that. I could easily see Kanye bringing Nick Fuentes without saying anything to Trump. That's one thing I've read, plausible. That's obviously like Trump's 
favored narrative on the event because he's definitely trying to disassociate with the Nazi stuff. But there's also other reports, according to, I think even Kanye said that, like, Trump pointed at Nick Fuentes during their dinner and was like, yeah, I like this guy. Ha, he's really funny. Whatever. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so kind of a messy situation. I mean, both of those things could hypothetically be true where Kanye brought Nick Fuentes without Trump uh, knowing. But then once the dinner got started, Trump, like a dumbass. Hey, I was like, like this guy. Yeah. And you know what else is also funny, too? According to Nick Fuentes, apparently Nick Fuentes said to Trump, like, yeah, I really like you. But, um, you know, I think at this point, I actually prefer Ron DeSantis. He said that to him? Wow. Yeah. Apparently, Nick Fuentes said that to Trump. So lots well, of different. Not good, that's not good for Ron either. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's so much. There's such a clusterfuck of just disgusting politics here, where it's like Nazis hanging out with Nazis hanging out with Trump. But the Nazis prefer Ron DeSantis. But somehow Nazis hanging out with Trump is going to make people vote for Ron DeSantis, even though Ron DeSantis is favored by the Nazis as well. Lots of layers to it. My God. Yeah. But we also we can't forget about the um, the 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 guest appearance of Kanye on uh, Infowars. Yes, nine days after the dinner with Tr- with Trump and Nick Fuentes, Kanye and Nick facts. Fuentes. Yes, I've been I've been doing some news scanning, reading the news, and uh, yeah. So Nick Fuentes, like we said, famous white supremacist, I guess is what you could say is probably the best way to describe him. Um, or, you know, hardcore nationalist neo-Nazi. And Kanye, who I guess are like two BFFs now, they go on Alex Jones's show, InfoWars. Alex Jones, just as a reminder, was recently in the news for being sued for tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars for... He just filed for bankruptcy, too. All right, well, there you go. For for He was sued for spreading lies about the Sandy Hook shootings, that resulted in the parents of the Sandy Hook victims, the children who were killed in the shootings, to getting harassed. So this is, you know, just like the literally just like the worst human beings you could possibly imagine getting together to hang out on TV just shortly after hanging out with the former president. Epic. Yeah. And Epic. Sophie sent me... Yeah. Oh, I sent you that? a video of Kanye. Yeah. And it's pretty chilling i guess like kanye was okay so kanye's wearing like a full face mask you can't see his face and he brought like this net with him like it looked like a lacrosse net kind of and it was like he started like talking like using it as a puppet with like an elmo voice basically saying some stuff about like controlling the media blah 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 like it was crazy <laughs> and yeah. the every, right everyone Sesame was Street. like yeah no literally and everyone was saying oh god he's like lost his mind and he really does yeah he does look like it the mainstream media is trying to take us down yeah exactly and it was like, exactly you know, it was so it was funny so, it was really funny but it's scary but it's very funny um, funny and scary yeah but I mean, what really made the news was the fact that he said that he liked Hitler. He said he loves he Hitler. Loved Hitler, too. He said he loved Hitler. He loves everyone, and he loves Hitler. He said, and I love Jews, but I really love Hitler. <laughs> it was like, dude, come on. Yeah, and I mean, even Alex Jones was like, no. Yeah, Alex Jones like, was that's like, that's when you know it's bad. Like, yeah, Alex well, Jones is, you make Alex Jones look like the sane one. That's not a good sign. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Like, the very softest pushback you could possibly get, but still but a pushback nonetheless from Alex Jones. Uh, I feel like Alex Jones was kind of just, like, looking over at Kanye with Nick Fuentes, and they were both laughing at him being crazy. And um, I'm sure all Alex Jones could think of was, this is going to be great for getting a lot of viewers so I can start paying back my bills <laughs> for being sued. I wonder why that's. I wonder if that's why he invited Kanye in the first place. Probably. Um, I mean, I, I, I obviously there's a huge, you know, the Venn diagram between Nick Fuentes fans, neo Nazis, um, true, and uh, Alex Jones is like a circle basically. So uh, it makes sense. And Alex Jones is always looking for 
you know, to, to spread any sort of conspiracies. And if, if you have Kanye coming on talking about how the corporate media is all controlled by, um, you know, villains, and in, in this case, Kanye is being, you know, has the anti-Semitic spin on it. Of course, Alex Jones is like, yes, get on my show. So, and, oh, oh, did you know that Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins was on Infowars? No, I didn't. Yeah, the the vocalist of Smashing Pumpkins, like maybe ten years ago, went on um, Infowars with Alex Jones, and it was like really, really sad and what? pathetic, and just like, yeah, I swear you can watch like, and they're just like talking about how the corporate media is corrupt and stuff, and like Billy That's Corgan clearly L. doesn't have. Oh my god! It's a huge L. Billy Corgan clearly has no clue what he's talking about. Um, he's definitely kind of like has like sort of like libertarian weird vibes but just obviously is like politics is not his forte he looked really embarrassed and like uh like he looked like just like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about and um it's kind of ruined smashing pumpkins for me yeah does that i mean i think that's what a lot of uh, kanye fans are going through right now in this moment if you check out the the r slash kanye subreddit it's been um overrun and maybe not overrun but there's been a lot of like pro taylor swift posts because people are just like fuck it we're done with kanye like guess i'm swifty now and then just posting like pro taylor swift memes and then there's also like a lot of like holocaust awareness posts of like actual footage from the holocaust and stuff like that to you know really condemn kanye's yo the taylor swift the, the taylor swift versus kanye thing to me like feels literally like the Democrats versus the Republicans where it's like, yeah, I don't like Taylor Swift, but the alternative is literally neo-Nazis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, no, it's true. So, so the Kanye subreddit is like pro Taylor Swift now. Um, posting, yeah, no, lots of nice stuff, honestly. It's kind of... Uh, it's really, you know, it's really sad. I mean, just imagine. I know. I mean, obviously, I know you li- like listen to Kanye. Like you, Kanye's great, like music musically like has been yeah. for a while i've i've yeah. listened to kanye obviously a lot like most people have and most people like a lot of people like his music but there's also like a lot of like die hard fans which i was never never a die hard fan of kanye but my little brother my like 16 year old brother i just saw him yesterday and he was so just so upset about the kanye because he's a huge kanye fan and just like devastated and like didn't even think it was funny like to talk about he was just like that's how upset he was like it's he's like it's not even funny to joke about like this is fucking horrible like he was just really depressed about how it went down yeah like he feels like he can't like the music anymore he's just really really upset because he like loved kanye yeah definitely i mean it's horrible it is horrible i mean i'm i'm at least though when like looking at the kanye west subreddit and just seeing how it's like a huge overwhelming like zero tolerance no making excuses for kanye just straight up this is awful it made me feel good yeah it's like okay well there's a little bit of hope here for society that like you know like at least you know this is i mean it's it's reddit so uh, you never know what you're going to see on Reddit. So I was happy to see like just no BS True. completely hard. We're not going to we're not going to give Kanye an inch of excuses for this behavior. Yes, he's mentally ill, but there's lots of very mentally ill people who aren't going full-blown neo-Nazi. So shame on you Kanye and you know I, I remember when Donda Do- his album Donda came out. I refused to review it because I think his decision to have um Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Man- Wait. On t- yeah, that's right. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Sorry. I was like, yeah, I was like, Manson. I'm pleased, I, was I was like, what? Please don't say <laughs> Marilyn please Manson. Don't- yeah. I was like, please don't say Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Marilyn Manson on his <laughs> album. I refused to review it. I was like, this is awful. Like, the only reason was, he brought Marilyn Manson. It was Marilyn so Manson- gimmicky. It was so gimmicky. Yeah, he brought Marilyn Manson onto his album because Marilyn Manson just had a bunch of sexual assault allegations come just out to on prove him. some weird like point that he has to, about like redemption free speech and, i guess like, and redemption speech, yeah. whatever it was ridiculous it, it was literally meaningless like the only reason he did yeah. it was just to have and i was and i got a lot of backlash for that people were saying i was overreacting and i was actually kind of stunned by the fact that like there was very little like widespread criticism of kanye for doing this 
um like i think this is like horrendous to to like um reward a sexual abuser uh put him on the album that's supposed to be about your relationship with your dead mom and 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 god um it's it's horrible imagine if you were like i wonder what his mom would have thought of that (laughs) probably not not probably not feel very good about it i don't know now that kanye has like (laughs) i mean i don't know i feel a little bit like a little bit of redemption for for me being like especially critical of kanye when he did that because i feel like lots of people were trying to like you know kanye fans have had a long history of making excuses for kanye's crazy behavior but i think at this point now it's like we're 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 done. No more excuses, I'm please. I'm surprised for the love it took this long, honestly, because yeah. there's just been so many moments, but leading yeah, up I mean, to even, even before the anti-Semitism. Like, remember when he said that slavery was a choice? Yeah, he he's he's been like slowly and surely like dripping out absolutely insane stuff. Um, I remember like, yeah, no, there, this has been a long time coming. So, you know. There, there it is. No redeeming that. And then also, speaking of which, just bringing it back to another news item we've talked about in the past. Kanye West is banned from Twitter because he posted a Star of David with a swastika in it and was banned from Twitter. And I just want to remind everybody that the, the right-wing media was absolutely celebrating with Elon Musk. They are all celebrating together how amazing it was that Kanye West was brought back onto Twitter because it means Elon Musk has finally brought free speech back to Twitter. And look and how that banned. played out for y'all. So yeah, it's it's crazy because did you see that since... GOP tweet too? Yes, and, they he, and like, yeah, the G- wait, wait, what did they say like Trump, Kanye, Elon, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like the GOP. And that Twitter was after tweeted. the anti-Semitic stuff. Like it was after the anti-Semitic stuff, but not. I think I think before the Hitler stuff, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, he was like already like this was when the first. Oh, so the we're anti- just being like transparently like. Yeah. Nazi-esque. It's okay to be a little bit anti-Semitic, but you get super anti-Semitic, and then you get yeah. I guess that's the rules that Elon Musk has has you know. And the thing is, that's crazy. Is like the Elon Musk Twitter stuff. It's so funny that he is like kind of backtracking to like make Twitter in terms of content moderation not that different than how it was before like you could be anti-semitic on Twitter like you know with dog whistles and stuff but if you posted a swastika you get banned from Twitter that's how it was before Elon Musk what, and it seems what like has that's Elon how... contributed Elon Musk has done nothing besides um make right-wing people feel like they've started to win the culture war a little bit like that's it it's literally just like mind games of like like it's like very childish it's almost like i want my right-wing guy to have power not your left-wing guy to have power even though like nothing fundamentally has changed dramatically about twitter at least right now like he did the stupid twitter blue verification stuff and then backtracked it he said he was gonna allow a lot more free speech on twitter and now he's backtracking it too it's just a cluster fudge, a little bit satisfying, like a little ha ha ha, I told you so. These rules are very, very limited and like they're not very strict rules in the first place and they're there for a reason and you, you, now you're, you're, you're seeing why they're there. And um, It makes Elon look dumb too, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. All these people right now are, are, are looking dumb as fuck. They're horrible. The GOP's horrible performance in the midterms kanye getting banned from twitter again elon musk doing a terrible job managing twitter donald trump getting freaking owned um by i guess associating with kanye and nick fuentes it's very satisfying um yeah i agree um yeah so so thank you kanye west for trolling trump by bringing nick fuentes to hang out with to hang out with Trump and then making Trump get a lot of criticism for being anti-Semitic, um, and that reduces his chance of winning the election next year or 2024. But shame on you, Kanye West, for literally everything else. And I have no comment. Um, we've talked about this a long time. I wish that his family and friends would intervene. Like, Not very enable seriously. him. Yeah, there was one point in the uh, Alex Jones, I think it was the Alex Jones interview. It was like a, a, re- a recent interview. I think it was Alex Jones, though, where, or maybe it was with Tim Pool. I don't know, where like, where where Kanye said that like he didn't believe the Holocaust happened or that he likes Hitler or whatever. 
and he got like a little bit of pushback from his conservative host. Like just, you know, how conservative pundits are where it's like where they, they, they don't want you to be full-blown Nazi on their, on their uh, podcast, but they also don't want to push back too hard because they know that's a big part of their audience. Just gentle, like saying, oh, you know, I don't know. I think I disagree with you on that, Kanye. And then Kanye like stands up and storms out of the room. Oh, I saw he, that. I think yeah. that was I think that was literally the Alex Jones one. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I th- Tim Pool also another conservative podcaster. I don't know if he had Nick Fuentes. He had some Nazi on and like I don't know. It's like really sad that like the 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 mainstream the mainstream of the American conservatism right now is literally like doing a lot of like dancing with Nazis and are are failing very badly at it's it's really scary when you also like look up look at the comparisons like you can make between this era and the like the 1930s and stuff. It is scary. It is scary. I'm I'm hopeful that the vast majority of people are not going to tolerate it. This kind of like how um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to. I don't. Maybe I'm not as hope. I'm not hopeful. But I mean, I. I don't know. Yes. Yes. It's. It is scary. That's. That's all there is to it. It's very scary. Well. Um, uh, yeah. All right. So you want to talk about the Grammys? Uh, speaking yes, of this scary. Was, speaking of scary. Let's talk about the Grammys. Um, uh, Kyle has had a historical dissatisfaction with the Grammys for for obvious reasons. I. I have too. Simply just because they're they're really bad and corrupt, as far as I know, and not the nominations are horrendous. And yet again, we've seen we're seeing a really bad lineup. So, yeah, what do you, what are your first impressions? My first impressions are I'm not surprised at all because they're always really really like bad. I mean, I I there's this um. There, Pitch, Pitchfork has an article about it where they said that there's kind of been like a TikTokification of the awards where like there's a very strong correlation here between uh, songs that have gone viral on TikTok versus like and also like chances of being nominated for an award where like if your song is went viral, it, there's a good chance it also was nominated as well, which is like the most depressing, sad shit ever because it really is like tiktok tiktok the song's gonna the rant so- i don't i i mean there's not really much there's not much to say like there's not much to say like the song the songs on tiktok are viral because they're like stupid like a lot, like a, like like the the it's corn song going viral on TikTok, you know, like that needs a Grammy. That yeah, that song that song is not nominated for a Grammy, I don't think, or maybe it is. Who knows? But the point it's is, not. is like when you think about what like makes a song go viral on TikTok. Yes, being catchy is of course a part of it, but like a big part of it is like that it's like stupid. So you can like do a stupid video on top of it that's gonna make people laugh. You know, it's like. It's like yeah, the bot. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a part of it. But I also, I don't know. I guess, like, I don't think that's completely it in its entirety. Like, I feel like there's other, like, aspects to, like, why a song might go viral on TikTok, but they're not good, in my opinion. I think, like, I don't know. They're going to do dumb stuff with it, but it also just, like, the melody might be, like, a really, like, catchy earworm, but it's, like, bad, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I think yes. it's, it's comedy, but it's also, like, I think some people just maybe it's the fact that there's just like a bunch of like 12 year olds like 12 year olds are deciding like what is good music I guess oh that's actually yeah that's actually a good point yeah like that is that is that is true like the people who I mean there's a there's a few things here yes one big part of it is literally like the the Grammys are now being decided by 12 year olds on 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 TikTok like what what song is going to help them stay addicted to TikTok the most is going to win an award I'm sure um, that's like going into production as we speak like producing new music for artists is probably like Oh okay, no that's how- what they that's what they 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 talk about now like the, if oh, you're on a major God, record that's so label disturbing. 
if you're on a major record label, the record label is aggressively pushing you to make songs specifically designed for the TikTok platform. You know, like make sure that there are moments in the song that are like, you know, 15 seconds long that are going to be like memeable and danceable That's and stuff disgusting. like that. That's disgusting. That's so yeah. fucked up. And I mean, there's been artists who have talked about how their 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 record labels are telling them to like release like videos of them talking on TikTok for the sake of just like that they want like engagement on TikTok. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And a big part, too, is like the TikTok algorithm um it it's something that can be manipulated like it's something that can be yeah. like like if you ha- if you get like a song in the right playlists and a song in the right um i don't know like it's it's very much like at this point it's like the grammys it's already been pretty clearly like very strongly overlapped with like commercial success rather than than like the quality of the music and like at at this point now, commercial success is basically synonymous with like it going viral on TikTok. So it's really it's really just like the TikTok awards. Like what songs went viral on TikTok? Um, and to make a song go viral on TikTok is it requires is like a lot more about like pushing influencers to use the song rather than yeah. it is about like actually making good art or anything like that. So. Um, how depressing it was already depressing enough and then this just adds like the cherry on top so yeah yeah I mean TikTok is fun TikTok is fun fun, it's fun but but it's not a medium that should have any influence whatsoever on like judging like art you know I Um, yeah I agree I mean I'm sure there's music that goes viral simply because it's good but I don't think that happens a lot And the best, I I mean, the best example here is like, so looking right now, uh, the song A A B C D E F U, you know that song? It's like A B C D E F U. Of course, yes. Yes. That song, so kind of like universally agreed to be one of the worst songs ever made, is nominated for a Grammy. I, I just don't even know what yeah. to say. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's a, a truly horrendous song. And it's nominated for a Grammy. And I think the, the thing, corn like, song. The TikTok the, stuff, too. The corn the song corn on song TikTok is, is a better song. No, the corn oh, song no, is no, better. Oh, no, no, no. The corn song is better, definitely. At least it has, like, a cute kid who, like. Yeah. It was yeah. organic. This is. um, And I've read about this. So the artist who, who sang this. I, she's quite young, I think. Um. But the 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 girl who made that song, um, the story is that it was like a, a TikTok where she was like, like she made a TikTok where someone where she said like comment down, like some like words and I'll like make a song out of it or something, and like someone commented A B C D E F U F or some like alphabet or whatever, and she mm. like replied to the comment and like made this song like. And it went viral. But after doing some investigation, people found out they like clicked on the person who commented the like suggestion for like the ABCD, whatever. And yeah. it turns out that it's like uh, like part of her marketing team or whatever. Like it's all just like a it's like a it's fake. It's like manufactured like authenticity and virality, you know. Yeah, it's it's very it's like. When you kind of like step back and look at it all, like it, it really is kind of like a, an, an award ceremony for what record label did the best job for like manufacturing like a product that they were able to market to go viral and stuff like that. Because, yeah, this uh, is like an 18 year old girl. I think yeah. the song came out, she's like 17. So I don't want to hate on this, this girl or anything, but like it's, I don't know, it's like. The music is No, bad. when you're 18 years old, the expectation is that your songs are going to be bad. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, my songs when I was eight, were 18 weren't great, so, you know, like, but anyways, yeah, no, uh, no, it's it stinks. It's, oh, like, the Grammys have always been horrible. I know uh, Drake and The Weeknd have refused to have their songs considered for winning 
Grammys, and I think that's great. I wish like all artists would because it's so like transparently awful. One another thing that was like really annoying to me is that Taylor Swift's re-recorded Red album is literally for consideration. It's like nominated what? for a bunch really? of Grammys. Yeah. Yeah, because she re- remember how she re-recorded it and like re-released oh my, it. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. Yeah, re- the oh the red God. the new red album is is up for for Grammys. So, which it's just yeah, it's it's like mul- multiple layers of um just like shocking um bullcrap. <laughs> And our favorite uh, Harry Styles has been is like nominated a bunch in it in like throughout the categories too. So that's awesome. Harry Styles, like album of the year. Yeah, at this point, you know we're 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 a lot more sympathetic to Harry Styles because of his acting. We thought was fine, but um, his his album is just like is so bad. Like I encourage if you're if you're if you if you're interested. You should listen to it because it's like you will be stunned by how bad the album is. Like there's like one song that is like super mid that they were able to use as like a single, like a hit, like one of the singles off the album. And then the rest of it is just like incredibly boring, like soul music, which is like soul pop music, which is like really embarrassing. Yeah. So, So, yeah, that's I don't know if we've painted a good picture of how bad the Grammys are this year, but I, I... I, th- I don't think it's hard to to see, and like I know, like people have been no- like been new about this or whatever. Like they know yeah. that the yeah. Grammys are corrupt and bad and stupid. But like this is, I feel like we've just reached a new low. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, also the people who decide who wins Grammys are people who are like who work at record labels. Like it's people who are like big, powerful, influential people in the music industry. So it's literally just like the music industry re- rewarding themselves. Um, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I talk ab- one thing I talk a lot about in some of my YouTube videos is like there's like it's like a well-known fact at this point that people when they open up like the catalog on Spotify or whatever streaming service they use a very lo- like disproportionately large amount of the, the the streams continues to go more and more into like older songs into the catalog rather than newer songs. It's like more and more people are choosing to listen to music that was released that was from the past than music that was released like in this year. And, um, you know, that's not like a definitive like proof. It's not like definitive proof that older music is better than newer music. Uh, but when you, when you like take a look at what is up for winning the award, that's supposed to be like best album of the year. And you're seeing an album that was released a decade ago, re-recorded, and you're seeing A, B, C, D, E, F, U as like these are the contenders for some of the best music to come out in this year, according to the Grammys. Um, you can't help but think there's like a correlation there between the the music industry just getting lazier and just getting more like reliant on corporate tactics of trying to get stuff to go viral on TikTok and and and, and manipulating the algorithm and and marketing it with influencers on social media and loopholes to get around streaming services by re-recording albums like these are all very corporate decisions that are driving what music comes out and it's working very well for the music industry and i really think there's a huge trade-off here where the music industry is doing what's the most profitable and it's working well for them uh and it's just it's literally just resulting in music not being as good like that's i think it's really as simple as that it's so. just it's really sad. Everything is is going horribly in the world. Um, let me see. Let's take let me take a look at my notes here. Um Anything Yeah, no, good? you're right. This is not No. Um <laughs> uh, I was just Very taking a look pessimistic at pessimistic episode today, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean there's other stuff we could have talked about that uh let me see. Um No, yeah, this is well, well, didn't wasn't last wasn't last time Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. But last time we talked about the Democrats winning the midterms, um, the there's Senate. some trade offs. There's some good and some bad. Some good and some bad. But <laughs> hopefully, this will will inspire people to to take 
take action and join like the punk revolution like if people don't join know what punk like, revolution. Pu- pu- if people i think a lot of people like following you don't actually know what like the punk revolution now like ideology actually is because it actually it has an ideology and yes, we do it's it's basically to like it's it's it stands against everything we just talked about with the grammys like we want to yes. stop stop making horrible music go viral and make a shit ton of money so and pr- make sure that like we want good music to come out we want good new music yeah and this has happened you know and uh, yeah this is something that's happened before um where there's been like resentment against like the music industry being such like a machine a corporate machine just pumping out garbage like and then artists like inventing a new genre or starting a new scene of like anti-establishment edgy punk whatever music and then like it has and then like you get like really really good music so that's kind of what happened in the 80s and 90s yeah so i think we needed that to happen again it's doable um and the grammys are are the are the proof the proof is in the pudding as they say so true Alrighty, well, I think we're done talking about the Grammys because it's making me really, really upset. And, um, but yes, the Grammys are bad again, as ever, as they are every year. Um, and now we're gonna go talk about something that's a little bit more complicated, which is the the protests in China that's been going on in the past, I guess, couple weeks. I think they're they're they've slowed down now, given that um, that. Uh, China has has started to to loosen up their COVID policies a little bit in re- in, in response to these protests, I guess. But yeah, this is a very big topic because it's literally like this is stuff that this is stuff that started back in 2019 that are still that it's like this is like a huge accumulation of you know different consequences of the of the of the pandemic on China, a, a country of 1.2 billion people that have had some of the most intense COVID-19 lockdowns in the world. You know, some people look at it and think it's just like a, you know, horrendous, horrible thing that these, these lockdowns are so intense. There are, there's some, some stories of, uh, people who are, who are literally lo- like they, they're workers who work at factories, notably like Foxcom, which produces, um, iPhones or, or the Tesla factories and uh, you know lots of just manufacturing factories where there's workers who during some lockdowns literally are in what they call a closed loop system where they 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 stay they live in their factory um, for days or, or weeks or months where they, they sleep there they eat there they exercise there and they work there of course um, and they can't leave um, you know because of the the COVID nineteen restrictions and there's many 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 different uh variations of extreme covid-19 measures taken throughout china uh to to make sure covid-19 doesn't spread despite the fact there's so many like harsh criticisms about how draconian the the china covid lockdowns are you know i do think there is another side of the story which is i think that it's just it is fundamentally true that china is a country with 1.2 billion people and they've somehow for the past three years have done a great job of not letting COVID-19 actually spread throughout the country. And if they were to, you know, completely open up, there would be no doubt about it that there would be uh, millions of people who would die from COVID-19, millions more who would get permanently injured from COVID-19 as there's, you know, long COVID that sometimes leaves leaves debilitating effects. So I do kind of encourage people when they are thinking about the China COVID-19 dilemma to try to think of it as I do think there is like a genuine like nuance here. I I don't think it's I don't think you can just completely dismiss China's approach to COVID-19 as, um, you know, just sheer a party, you know, a dictatorship trying to yeah, sure. yeah, I, I do think there's like actual people who probably are in China who probably have been like like who do support the, the COVID nineteen lockdowns. A million of people, yeah, like pe- lives. 
Yeah, like if like if you ask me, if you ask me, would you be okay to be locked in your apartment for three years straight if it meant a mil- you got to save a million lives? I'd be like, yeah, sure, lock me in my apartment for three years. I don't want a million people to unnecessarily die. So you know, I do I think like there is a like bit of the an nature I- of the nature of COVID and how it kills people. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I think people like when they they think about COVID and like the deaths. They feel so elusive. They don't feel real because they're yeah. I mean, they're numbers, right? They're like, and it's also like a sickness. It's 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 not like someone is like being gun like people are being gunned down or like there's a holocaust or anything like like you know what I mean like that kind yeah, of yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit more so abstract. Like, it's yes, this is way more abstract, and I think yeah. like yeah, like what you said, like if like would people people be able like be willing to like lock down to save a million lives? I think like. If the lives were being being taken in a like much more tangible way to people, like they would, I think people would be more willing. But because like I think people just, I don't know, it's too abstract. I think even if you've like had COVID, which I've had, you both of us have had COVID and ended up being okay. I hated it. Sick. We got really sick. I got I got super sick. So I don't know. I honestly, maybe I don't. I don't know. Like I, I, I do think it's like a little bit weird how i don't know I, I will say this i think a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago i think it was straight up safe to say that china's approach to covid19 was um like better than the united states approach um i, I think if the entire world took china's approach in 2020 like late 2020 and 2021 covid19 would have just been completely eliminated and you know united states is a lot more wealthy than China is, so it's not like we don't have the resources to do this, the same approach in China. But if you fast forward now to 2022, China is actually in a really horrendous spot because, unlike in the United States, China has basically no immunity because you know only a minority of people in China are actually vaccinated for COVID-19. Uh, the the vaccines they use in China seem to be less effective than the the vaccines in the United States that have been used. Why is it um, that people lots of, aren't getting vaccinated in China? Is it that like, is that is a big question? That? that is a big question because the question is if if the Chinese government is okay with locking people in factories for for weeks where they can't leave, don't you think they'd be okay with forcing people to get vaccines? And from or what do I've you read, think and this is that it's like a oh this is like a conspiracy sort of idea. But do you think that it's possible that they don't want people to get vaccinated because it's more difficult to they don't want to go back to a post-covid world or go back to like the pre-covid era like where you know what i mean like yeah yeah i mean this is being able to enforce these lockdowns they can get away with these like yeah so this is in the factory control populations blah 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 but i don't know if that's actually like i really don't know i don't know anything no 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 well the thing about the chinese government is there's like zero transparency whatsoever about why they do what they do so this is where you get into a world of speculation and like you have no choice but to to speculate so from the the different possibilities i've read is yes maybe they are you know they're they're a tyranny that just wants to maintain as much social control as possible and want to stay in this COVID zero thing forever. Possibly. Another possibility is that they, for whatever reason, ideological reasons, philosophical reasons, see forcing people getting vaccinated as going too too coercive, too far. I don't think I believe that. If, if that is the case, they haven't said that, you know? Um, that doesn't make any ano- sense. That doesn't make sense. Another reason, too, is that the Chinese media which is controlled by the chinese government has spread in the past had like a little bit of history of flirting with um kind of like anti united states vaccine conspiracy theories like suggesting they're not effective or they have you know side effects and stuff um you know a lot of the chinese media right now is directed at basically um obviously controlled by the the chinese government criticizing making the the u.s yeah, wanting the Chinese government to look like epic AF compared to the Kyle, United States. Kyle and I were we're looking at it together, and it's really crazy. Yeah, we we you yeah. This is not this is stuff you can like look at yourself. By the way, like I personally don't like reading all about Chinese politics only from like the New York Times and English speaking sources. So you can actually go on, uh, like the the Chinese 
uh, media websites and, and look yourself. They they have like entire sections of their websites dedicated to um, criticizing the United States. And there's a speculation that you know Ch- China doesn't want to import the 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 Western vaccines that are more effective because they they would see that as like a blow to their their ego. Given that they they the Chinese government has been bragging for the past three years about how amazing China's response to the COVID virus was compared to the West, and now they 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 might have to import Western made vaccines in order to get out of COVID zero. Um, there's also a lot of speculation that maybe people who are high up in the, the party have connections to, uh, you know, developers of these, these vax, the, the, uh, the COVID tests and, and all like, as you know, like implicating, you know, imp- implying there's like corruption going on again, pure speculation, but it's, it is true with the, the amount of tests that are just, com- you know, constantly being, um, uh, you know, implemented in China, forced on in, on in China on a daily basis. There's obviously billions of dollars going towards the the uh, the manufacture of these COVID tests, and it raises questions: Are is there connections to the the top of the party? And there's like kind of like a you know, just it's it's a lot of speculation, but it doesn't make any freaking sense. So at this you know at this point, like I said, a year and a half ago, I'd be like, yeah, we should have done what China did. At this point, they're in a situation now where People are getting mad and because China's unemployment rate is super high, people are miserable. Like, could you imagine being forced to live in a factory for like a week and a half doing nothing but making app, uh, Apple phones? I mean, that's just no, horrendous. That sounds like hell. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, you know, the CCP, they want to make sure the economy is doing okay and people aren't getting so mad. So they started opening up China's economy a little bit. And allowing things to kind of return back to normal, and then of course COVID nineteen, um, you know, infections skyrocket in China. So then they close it back up again, and people got like a little taste of freedom for a second, and then it was dramatically closed in front of them. And there was a fire that killed ten people recently in China. Lots of people think the COVID zero policies maybe made it hard for people to leave the apartment because people are like not able to leave their apartment sometimes from these policies. So, it all results in protests, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of protesters in all different parts of China coming out to uh, criticize the, the COVID-19 policies, and um, in China, it's, it's, it's illegal. You can't, you can't criticize the, uh, the, the Chinese government. You can go to jail for it, and the Chinese government has made that clear that they're going to be cracking down on protesters, and they've arrested already hundreds of people very scary you know for those people i feel bad for them who knows what's going to happen to them um and you know but this was something that uh, you know from what i was reading kind of got like too it, it was like the protest got too big for the chinese government to completely stop because people were posting on chinese social media um which of course like the chinese Weibo government does have yeah, Weibo and stuff like there was just tons and tons of viral posts going on of these videos of the protesters, people posting like cryptic messages like um, saying like, hi, hey, hi, like literally just posting statuses that were like what one word messages or just like a period or something that like isn't literally a critique of the Chinese government. But like because it was like everyone was doing it, it was pretty clear like what what people were implying by doing it because a lot of the protesters were holding up blank pieces of paper or signs that had like math formulas on it and stuff like literally just like very cryptic protests because they know um, that's really fascinating for it. It is very fascinating. It's very cool. Um, You know, and like I said, you know, us in, in America, we get like tons of news articles about these protests in China and it is exciting. And, you know, it's always fun when there's protests going on, uh, giving the middle finger to, to a dictator. Um, but I just want to reiterate, there is like a genuine trade off here. Uh, obviously the solution is vaccines and it's, 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 it's incredibly shameful. The Chinese government hasn't implemented widespread vaccination, but you know, we're talking about millions of people's live lives on the line and, you know, there were hundred, you know, thousands of protesters, but China is a population of 1.2 billion people. I'm sure there's a lot of people there who also support the COVID-19, COVID-0 lockdown policies as well. So just, just want to like 
add that as like a little bit you know just people to remember it there is like nuance here it's not it's not a black and white issue that's very well said kyo i agree yes um but yeah no it's it's unprecedented though it's unprecedented that's why it's newsworthy like yes covid i mean there's been protests in the united states complaining that the lockdowns in america were too strict which is insane because there were like no lockdowns but um it's it's a huge deal in china because protests that's that directly criticize their government um it's it's you haven't seen that in decades really uh some 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 of the protesters were specifically naming xi jinping the the leader of the party and leader of china which is like really really bold um and courageous and you know again also you know a lot of people were wearing masks and stuff and um, in some of the, you know, so there were some fights with the police there, but some of the police also were sympathetic to the protesters. I don't know, lots of lots of different nuances to it, but um, it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge development, and all eyes are kind of on China to see how they react, um, and if there's going to be more protests, and if we're going to see, you know, repression of the protests that go in in in, in darker directions like that we've seen in the past. So yeah. Well, um, yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. No, awesome in the sense that it's just like, holy shit, like everything is so chaotic yeah, yeah, and scary and um, mystified, yeah. you know, like shrouded in the unknown XD. So, yeah, it's sad. I know. I don't want I hope, I don't I hope things s- go well. I don't want people to die, but I also, you know. I wish, I hope, yeah, I hope China imports vaccines or does what it needs to do to get people vaccinated. Yeah, I agree. Like, I want, I don't know, if they have a population of 1.2 billion people, I want I want them to, like, you know, do whatever is the best for those, those people. I'm not rooting for China to, like, collapse. I don't want, um, you know, millions of people to die. You know, I... I I don't, you know, like I know. I think there's some people who hate the the CCP in China so much they want them to like, you know, they're like laughing at the Chinese government for failing so badly, and maybe yeah, there's a little satisfaction when a government you hate, you know, ends up screwing themselves over. But like I said, it's a 1.2 billion people. It's it's a it's, it is a tragedy ultimately. Like they're they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Exactly. Um, so, um, alrighty. With that said, now you know all about now. Now you know about that. Um, let's talk about. All right, so Sophie and I we talked. We watched a movie. We did. We went we're gonna, to. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Did you did you have oh, anything no. else you want to say about China? No, I I think you said it really well, like A plus. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> you did Yay. a great job, Kaya. Good. So Thank smart, you. Guys. I always, always appreciate. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So Kyle and I, um, last weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, we we went to the theater, movie theater with the family. And are you FaceTiming me, Kyle? Oh, crap. I probably am. Sorry, one second. It's okay. There we it's go. Okay. 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 So last week, Thanksgiving uh, weekend, Kyle and I went to the movie theater with the family and we saw Bones and All starring Timothy Chalamet and I can I cannot remember Eva something sorry I'm I'm a bad journalist right now um but it was uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino um I think I'm saying that right and he he made Suspiria which I really love the new Suspiria which I really liked um, but he also made Call Me By Your Name, which I do not like. So I don't know what I was expecting because it kind of, you know, leaned in the horror realm. Um, I was excited because I liked Suspiria. I thought maybe it would be a good, good thingy. But Kyle, spoiler alert, Kyle and I did not like it. Yeah, it's weird because on Letterboxd, a lot of our friends really liked it. My family liked some Some people in my family really liked it a lot. Uh, it has, you know, overall pretty good reviews. Not amazing reviews, but good reviews. Like, like a 80, 7 out of 10. 80% on, like, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Or 83 or something. 
So yeah, and yeah, like good reviews. There's a lot of a lot of hype. Um, and all I can think, all I could think about while watching the movie was like, wow, this is a absolutely horrible movie. Like I couldn't believe how bad it was. Like I was like stunned. I, um, I, well, I was just I was just waiting for it to get good. Like I I actually I, I, actually I was fell able to forgive some movie. stuff. Huh? I fell asleep during the movie. You did? Oh yeah, you did. Don't you? Rem- yeah, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe, so maybe during the twenty minutes I was asleep, there was some good stuff that happened. It's not. It's usually not so, a good sign if someone falls asleep during your film. Yeah. So just a little. Yeah, just a little context here. This is like in the middle of the day, spoilers. by the way. Yeah, middle of the day. We were we were watching it in an Ann Arbor movie theater, a theater in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and there was a scene in the movie where they go to Ann Arbor and watch a movie in Ann Arbor, and that blew our minds it, it, was it literally scary. freaked me. it was really scary it actually that was the scary. scariest that was the scariest of the part of the movie exactly that was the scariest yeah. part of the movie um and just yeah. a little context for people who might not be aware of this film um it is a kind of a quirky teen romance like coming of age film but the twist is that it's like the the two leads are like cannibals and yes yeah, so it's like a theoretically, it's a cute idea and kind of quirky and could have been cute. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that's what the that's what the streets were saying. And and by the way, when I say the streets were saying, I, it means like Letterbox people, because like there are a lot of people in Letterbox I really truly do trust, and they let me down. And it's I don't know. It's like making me question everything. But anyway, um, so it takes place in the Midwest and in like the late eighties. And I think the highest, like, praise I can give it is that I thought that some of the scenes were pretty, pretty beautiful, like, na- like scenery and stuff was, like, pretty to look at. But that's kind of as far as my praise goes. Um, I think another, like, part of it that, like, I, I, I don't know, I guess they couldn't really, like, get around this or unless they didn't cast Timothy, but... Whenever I see Timothy Chalamet, I just like can't help but laugh because it's Timothy Chalamet. You know what I mean? Like, he is just laughable to me when I look at him. Like, I can't, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. That's just my own and in this problem, movie, I guess. And in this movie, he has a scene where he wears a fedora and dances to Kiss. Like, that's like what, when you're kind of introduced to him is like and he has like and a and, and people watching this are supposed to think like, oh, he's so he's so cute. Like, he's so like, yeah, no, like my yeah okay i know i'm dating i know my boyfriend is a fedora guy but so i'm maybe i'm a hypocrite but he does let's just say he doesn't pull it off quite yeah, like i, I guess does. yeah yeah i had so many issues with this movie um i didn't care at all about the romance like i just didn't feel there was good chemistry between the two i yeah, didn't really like no any chemistry. of the characters i felt like it was super super corny and cliche like uh like i i there's so many like character like i don't know like the the, the uh, i don't want to give spoilers like but Chloe like it was li- it, yeah like i felt like they were literally just going from one part of america to another and then something cliche would happen at the place they were at that required like, them to go to another spot. I, I get that it's a i get that it's a road trip film but i don't think it did anything interesting with that like trope because it's been done and it's been done well you know like Thelma and Louise yeah. or something like that you know like there are I'm also a big fan of um like, I don't know like there's a lot of really good uh road trip films out there and this one even though they tried to like make it kind of edgy because obviously you know it's like they're cannibals so of course there's like a little cute not maybe not cute but like there's a little edge to it right like they're at they're contributing something different to the cliche concept which by the way i like cliche concepts a lot like i i there's nothing wrong with like a really simple concept as long as it's done well you know but this yeah. just missed the mark for me and i feel yeah yeah uh, yeah and like the the cannibal stuff to me felt like i don't know pointless like if i i I just everything in this movie just felt really pointless 
Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know what people are supposed to take away from it. Like, it was super, super slow. They would get from one plot place and then... So I don't long. I, I just kind of felt it was, like, very predictable. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I didn't... It just didn't contribute anything, in my opinion. And also... Like, there, there's, one guy, there's one guy who's really creepy in the movie that you could just obviously tell is going to be a creepy guy who's going to be an issue later in the movie. Obviously, because he's just the most transparently... Oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo. I wonder what's going to happen. He also oh. has, like, a weird hat with a feather in it. So it's like... Yeah. Like, can we have some more creativity, please? Um, yeah. But one thing, too, is in the final scene, I'm not going to say what happens. They just start playing this, like, really, really fucking cringe music. Like, really bad music that I, like, couldn't. Like, do you remember that, Kaya? Like, there's, like, romantic music kind of at the end. And it was, like, really cringe yeah, lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I physically was cringing. I couldn't, like, handle it. And I, I handled cringe really well, I think. But that was just too much. It's too much, yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah. so we weren't big fans of it. And I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel like we're going to maybe upset a lot of people listening because I know like a lot of people like this film. So if you like this film, I'm not judging. Because like, so many people liked it. it makes, you know, it makes me, Kyle and me, feel kind of weird. Like, like there's something, maybe at least with me, like is there something? something wrong with me like what did i not get out of what what did i not get out of it what did i not see because clearly so many people enjoyed this that there must be something wrong with the way i you know looked at it but you know i think it's good to have your own opinion and stick with it and i do like stand by my opinion but it does make me like wonder like what people saw that i didn't see yeah i agree i i i um I really don't know what the the takeaway of this film is because it just seems like a whole lot of nothing is going on. And so I like films where nothing happens, but it, but I feel so like I like some it of the best I, movies out there are like like that. Yeah, but I guess maybe it's I just, just we just didn't like the characters. Maybe you know I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And it just felt like a lot of like weird coming of age movies I've seen already that I like didn't like. Like yeah, I think I think it's it's. I don't know. Yeah, the characters, I think the characters were definitely, like, the worst part of it. It's just, like, I didn't care about the characters. And I I love, yeah, Sophie and I love gore and horror films, you know? Yeah, we do, Uh, we do. But but the the cannibalism that happened here was just, like, okay, this is, like, gross. What's, like, what what is, like, what's what's the point of this right now? And it really didn't do anything for me. And I, I'm trying to yeah. think if there's like a cannibal movie I like. I don't know. Not that none of the top of, the of my head. Oh, okay, sure. But I mean, that's not really. I mean, you don't actually. It features a cannibal. It does. It features a cannibal. I don't know. I guess I just don't find it cannibalism that compelling. It's just gross to me, and not. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, and I like gore. Like I, I love one of my favorite things in like I love body horror. I love body horror. I think it's really cool. But this isn't. This is not body horror, clearly. But to me, this feels like it's like Twilight, except tries to take oh itself god, more seriously. Lit. Oh my god, Kyle, that's exactly what it is. Holy shit, that's it's literally twi- exactly it's what like, it is. It's Twilight oh, that tries to take now, itself more but seriously. Be careful now, because people like Twilight a lot. Okay, but I think Twilight is better than this. <laughs> I guess because so. Twilight, I, yeah, because like I feel like Twilight, there's like an awareness that it's like a cheesy cliche. That's true. Vampire romance. Well, this I felt like it was kind of pretentious, but it it, it wasn't point. warranted to be pre- it wasn't warranted to be pretentious you're, because it was just so one cliche though. after like, another. No, it's true. You're completely. You're com- That's like a perfect description. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, see it. I guess I'm sure it's going to get nominated for some stuff. So, I guess yeah. see it. if you See it when it comes out on streaming and you don't have to pay to go see it. Because uh, it's yeah. just not. But, you know, you probably will like it because most people liked it. Um, but we didn't like it. And hopefully, I hope there's some people listening that saw it and didn't like it too. So, we they can talk to me in my DMs about it because it's nice to be validated. Um, but I think we both like went in with an open mind and 
Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, it was very strange because like I remember watching. And I hate to say to this, myself, like I liked, I liked Don't Worry Darling more than this movie. I agree. I agree with that completely. I like Don't Worry Darling more. I remember watching this movie and thinking to myself, like, um, like what am I missing? Like I was like feeling like, man, I'm not really liking. I I think this is pretty same. I really don't like this. Felt at all. the same way. And it I was felt the same way. And yeah, it's and a weird like, feeling because it's like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I fell asleep during it, and uh, Kaya uh, and I seem everything. to be Kaya and I seem to have like a hive mind when it comes to to enjoying stuff, though. So yeah, it makes and, sense that we both um, didn't like it, but yeah, I know. I mean, See I think my yourself. favorite part was when I saw when I saw Timothy Chalamet put that uh fedora on. That was that, was that was really that was very funny. Like. But not in the way that I wanted to it to. Yeah, yeah to I me, was that like, was this like... is like, that was the representation you needed, except they they never could compare to your fedora skills, so. Sophie, do you know how long I was asleep? I don't know, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I kind of forgot you fell asleep, but now I do remember. Because I'm, I'm just trying to, like, I feel like I can't even say very much about this movie because okay, well, I, I, I can't awake. remember. I was awake. I was awake for the whole movie, and I still have the same opinion as you do. So, it, yeah, it's just like, what the heck happened? Like, what 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 happened in this movie? Like, they just drove a ah, whatever. Okay, whatever. It, it was um, y- yeah. Let's just anyways, say it wasn't for us. Wasn't so, for us. Yeah, hopefully just watch Donnie <laughs> love, Darko like, instead. Watch- yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, like stream Donnie Darko ratio. Um, yeah. So I guess kind of a depressing episode. I hope it wasn't too sad. Um, but <laughs> there's I don't know. Christmas is coming. Hanukkah's coming. Epic thingies are coming. I hope some good news emerges. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What you know? What? I'm gonna go on Reddit right now and find good news. One second. <laughs> uh r, good news I go r there's new dake merch Reddit. uh new dake merch um uh power um, outage <laughs> um, rail workers oh god oh yeah the rail workers got screwed we didn't talk about the rail workers getting screwed. Dry, dry, iran revolution did you see that there's like their the morality p- police was abolished in iran Oh, but good. People I, are people okay. are saying that it's that's probably not going to actually do anything, but that's that's somewhat of a positive thing. All um, right, everybody, let's 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 yeah. end it there. <laughs> maybe po- maybe possibly something slightly got a little bit better in Iran, possibly. Um. So yay! Yay! Alrighty, All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Based News Network. Bye.